Amen. I love this brother. He's such a humble and faithful servant of the Lord. Senator from Manning, from Clarendon, and Sumter County. To those that are viewing us and listening to us from Clarendon and Sumter County, you are blessed, highly favored to have such a humble and a fantastic young man. Would you join me and give God a hand to Senator Kevin Johnson and his family, his wonderful wife and children. God bless you. As we remain standing for the reading of God's word, this is the year 2017. This is the year of somebody say supernatural favor. Amen. I, I, I prophesize that the favor of God will be on your life in 2017. Anybody receive that? You have to receive it before you see it. Amen. Will be on your family's life. Will be on your career. And everything you touch. This is the first series of this year. And the series is entitled The Test of Faith. God has given us seven different series to preach throughout 2017. All of them are testimonies of people of favor, people of favor uh, that God says examine their testimonies, tell the saints of God, tell those uh, here are the examples that you can pattern your life after. This first testimony is that of Abraham. This is the third message in this series that is entitled A Test of Faith, the Testimony of Abraham. The book of James is where our text is, just one verse in the second chapter, the book of James, uh, reading from the NIV translation, James references Abraham in this passage. Hear what the scripture has to say to us. James writes in James 2 and 23, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God. And it was credit to him as righteousness. And here's where the subject is for this third message. And he was called God's friend. <laughs> and he was called God's friend. Catch the hands of someone that's standing next to you. Here's the subject for this third message in this series that's entitled The Test of Faith. In this year of supernatural favor, hold those hands and look at someone and simply say to them, a friend of God. Amen. A friend of God. You may be seated. A friend of God. This message is for everybody who think you've lost your best friend. For everybody who's still depressed over a broken relationship. For everybody whose heart has ever been broken, has ever been lied to about, I will be with you forever. And ever didn't last a year. I'm preaching to somebody now. This word is for you. Listen, it has been said, and uh, I certainly agree with these sentiments that there are not many things that have a greater impact on one's quality of life than that of true, note what I said, true and genuine friendship. Let me emphasize this again. Tell somebody the pastor did say true friendship and genuine not fake friends, but true and genuine friendship. It matters when you have that in your life. In fact, the noted Italian theologian, who is one of the fathers of Roman Catholicism, Thomas Aquinas, many years ago wrote that there is nothing in life more to be prized than that of true friendship. Nothing in life more to be cherished than that of true friendship. And then I'm reminded of a quote from the greatest, Muhammad Ali, 
Somebody thought I was talking about a biblical character, amen. The great Muhammad Ali, you know about him, Dick and Clarence. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, who never was lost for words, amen. One of Muhammad Ali's wonderful quotes involves friendship. And he says something that is so important. He says, and I quote, in life, if you haven't learned the meaning of true friendship, then you really haven't learned anything. Some of you can say amen because some of us have the scars to prove it. That everybody who calls you a friend is not always your friend. And I would venture to tell you before you give somebody that title, let them go through the war with you. Am I right about it? Because see, unfortunately, we are living in a time, we are living in a society in which there are so many people, even those that are among us, who in actuality have never really experienced the joy of true friendship. Now, they've had a whole lot of people hang around them, a whole lot of acquaintances, had a whole lot of relationships, but not true and lasting friendship. And that is, as I said to the church this morning during the early service, that is perhaps even more true today in this age of social media than ever before. And I love social media and what it does and how it connects and particularly what it does for spreading the gospel. And it is a wonderful thing. I am a big fan of it. But people can develop a false sense of popularity based on social media because get this everybody who calls you friend is not always your friend and there are people who we have never physically or literally met who somehow we refer to them as our friends people who will never have your back and just because people befriend you on social media doesn't mean they have your best interests. There are a whole lot of nosy people. And we just help them out. Y'all pray for me. Me and my husband, pray for us. Devil is all in our house. Please don't put all your business out there. Because time you say that, the seducer <laughs> tips around your door and say, well, if she don't want them, I'll I take it. I'm preaching now. Think before you click. Folk don't need to know everything about you. Now you can be like my wife and put all the pictures of your pretty flowers all you want and all the, all the little harmless stuff all you want. But don't, I, I tell my family, I got two sons who love social media, my wife, and I tell them, don't put my business and our business out there. What I do at 608, I want it to remain at. If I want y'all to know, I'll tell you. Because you got a whole lot of nosy people that call you friend. Oh, I'm preaching now. That would never be considered your true and genuine friend. Am I right about it? Uh, Solomon understood why it's so difficult for some people to develop friendships. Solomon writes this thousands of years ago in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24 uh, first let us look at the New King James Version in which Solomon says that a man who has friends must himself be friendly 
Now, you sitting home wondering why you have no friends and you don't ever smile at anybody, don't speak to folk, and mean as a rattlesnake, and always telling people a piece of your mind. Come on, am I right about it? And don't get along with nobody at the job and wonder why nobody want to go to lunch with you. Come on. I know some, <laughs> Brother Kevin, I know some people I work with, you and I work with every day. And I try to leave five minutes before lunch so they won't even ask me to go to lunch with them. I go, if I got to work with you, I certainly don't want to eat with you. I don't want to go in here an hour about how great you are and how bad life is. Come on, somebody. Look at somebody and say, you've got to be friendly to get friends. And so no wonder nobody wants to hang around you. Smile every now and then. Come on, everything can't be bad all the time. Come on, you, God gets some glory sometimes. There ought to be something good about life, amen? And so Solomon says a friend must be friendly. In order to attract friends, you must be friendly. And then he writes this uh, in chapter 17 and verse 17. Uh, Solomon goes on to say, a friend loves at all times. Now, to me, that is the golden rule of friendship. If you want to know if somebody is really your friend, can they love you when you mess up? Can they love you when you are broke and you can't buy lunch, you can't even buy water with lemon if they charge you? Can they love you when nothing goes right in your life? Ooh. Friend doesn't abandon you when you get in trouble. Friend sticks by your side. That's why I say until somebody goes uh, through the war with you, don't you call them a friend. Because friend is those when everybody else turns their back on you. They say, I got your back. Not stabbing a whole lot of folk. When they say, I got your back, they left out a few words. I've got a knife in your back. It makes a difference if you leave these words out. Because a whole lot of folk, the only thing they got about your back is a knife for your back. And the moment you turn around, there they are trying to destroy you. Am I right about it? If you don't believe me, look at the same verse that Solomon writes. In Proverbs 18 and 24, let us go to the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation, I wait, they put it on the board because I want you to see it. It, it, it means something. Chapter 18 and verse 28, the New Living Translation says this. There are friends. Ah, uh, they missed me. Go up a little bit. New Living Translation, chapter 24. There are friends, from the beginning of that verse, who destroy each other. They'll get it next week. <laughs> Take it from me. This is what the New Living Translation says. Verse 24. There are friends who destroy each other. And the church said, Amen. But look at how that verse ends. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Now, those who destroy you after loving you really are not your friends. Those who kiss up on you one week and, and, and slamming you the next week, call them your dog, your homeboy, your homegirl, call them anything you want, but do not call them a friend if they can't stick closer to you than a brother. Friend will always be there. Look at somebody and say, will always be there. And the only way you can transform a, an enemy to a friend is not through fighting. Can I preach this? You, you can argue your way into friendship. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in one of his iconic speeches says this. He says that the only natural earthly force that can really change an enemy into a friend is love. For the only thing that really changes somebody is 
love. And if love can't do it, nothing else can do it. Now we have looked at the value of friendship. We've talked about the importance of natural friends. However, I stopped by this morning to tell you as great and wonderful as it is to have true and genuine natural friends, it does not in any way compare to the joy and the fulfillment you experience when you consider the Lord as your friend. When God is your friend, that's better than any natural friend. Oh, I wish I had a witness. When the Lord is your friend, that's better than anything life can ever offer you. Why? Because he is one who knows all about you, still chooses to love you. Paul writes in Romans that while we were yet sinners, the Lord commended his love towards us. God didn't love you when you were worthy to be loved. God didn't love you when everybody else wanted you. God didn't want to hook up with you when he saw everybody else wanted to hook up with you. But when nobody wanted you, nobody thought you were worth loving. Something about the Lord that loved you through thick and thin. Loved you from the beginning. Oh, I wish I had a witness. I, I need somebody to know that God loved me as I am. And he didn't wait until you were right to love you. You didn't have to be perfect for God to love you. God loves you with all your issues and all of your problems. And when church folks stop loving you, I'm so glad that the Lord still loves you. Anybody know that God still loves you? Touch somebody and say, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. I don't care what anybody else says. You don't have to tell me that folk I think love me really don't love me. Some folk like to be the first one to bring you the news. I just want you to know that they really don't like you. Really? I knew that from the beginning. But it really doesn't matter what they think or what you think. Because I have a friend. Is there anybody in here that know that you have a friend? who wakes you up every morning, put food on your table, clothes on your back, give you life, health, and strength. I've got a friend who lay me to sleep at night and I can pray the prayer, now you lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep, but if I should die before I rise, pray the Lord my soul to keep. Anybody got a friend who watches over you at midnight and when the enemy tries to destroy you and when the devil reminds folk of all your frailties and your failures. Oh, you've got a friend who say that really doesn't matter. She's still all right with me. Oh, come on somebody. I just need somebody to take about 30 seconds and Give God your best praise because you have a friend. Tell somebody I found a friend. Ooh. And if your earthly relationships do not work out, and oftentimes they will not, don't you get discouraged? Hold your head up high. Psalmist say, he is a lifter of my head. Ah, and if your earthly family relationships do not work out, tell somebody, hold your head up high. Dry your tears. Give God some praise. Because God is a mother to the motherless. Father to the fatherless. Can I get a witness? And if your co-workers don't like you, don't worry about it. Because there is somebody who will be with you from sunup 
to sundown. There is somebody who will never leave you. Oh, I wish I had just a few witnesses to know that you've got a real friend and he's all right with you. Look at somebody and say, everything is all right. And if your neighbor don't speak to you for the rest of the year, keep speaking to them and keep smiling at them because you know somebody you answer to greater than anybody on this earth. I need a few witnesses that got a friend named Jehovah Jireh El Shaddai. Can I get a witness? Tell your neighbor he is my friend and I'm glad about it. That's why you'll never be alone. Ooh, David understood this and he writes, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And so I evoke Deacon Al, the old song. If you know the Lord is keeping you, what are you worried about? If you know the Lord is keeping you, why don't you sing and shout? Let me change that and say, if you know the Lord is your friend, what are you worried about? Glory, hallelujah, praise his name. Every day will be the same, but God is always good. Touch somebody and say, he is my number one friend. You've got a BFF, and it ain't your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your homeboy. You've got somebody that was with you early this morning, and I wish I had a witness. Somebody's going to praise God in a moment because you just remember how he has stood by you through thick and thin. And when, when other folk let you down, you could go to God late in the midnight hour. Can I get a witness? How many of you ever had to call on his name when you couldn't call on anybody else? When nobody else checked on you, God was still there. So what? Nobody visits you. Still give God some praise because God is good all the time. Come on and praise him. In fact, take about 15 seconds and clap your hands and Come on, let, let us get on the devil's nerve. Anybody to know that you've got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You've got, give me, give me about 10 seconds, stand to your feet. Clap your hands, praise, and thank God for that awesome relationship. Come on, Zion. Come on and thank him. Thank him. Look at somebody and say, who else do you need? Listen, in, in this wonderful text, this New Testament text, James, the brother of Jesus, writes about faith and how faith has to be backed up with actions. In, in fact, he says throughout this chapter that faith without works is dead. Uh, the NIV say without deeds. The New Living say without good deeds. In other words, faith is more than what you say. Faith is what you do. Uh, and, you, and if you want to know what, what makes God say that you are his friend, then it starts with this. James writes that you can have all the faith in the world, but if you can't back it up with your works and what you do, it really doesn't mean anything. He writes, what made Abraham special was not what he said, but what he did. Uh, verse 22 of the second chapter of the book of James, he says, Abraham's faith and actions we're working together. Your faith has to work with your actions. 
In other words, you can't just show up on Sunday morning for an hour and a half and say, God is my friend, but you don't trust him when church is over. You just can't show up and praise God for his goodness, but you don't believe that God's goodness supersedes everything negative going on in your life. If you believe, that's why I quoted the song, the Lord is keeping you and God is your friend, then what are you worried about? Your, your actions should back up your faith. If I'm going to say that everything is all right, although things don't look all right, I've got to believe it. I have to praise God despite my situation. Ooh, I'm talking to somebody. Because sometimes it takes every ounce of faith you have to show up and give God a praise when the hellhounds are on your track. Am I right about it? But my relationship with God is not predicated on my situation. It is based on a vertical relationship with God. And I believe what God says. James writes in that 22nd verse that Abraham's actions were working together and that his faith was made complete by what he did. Look at this. His faith was made complete not by what he said in church, but by what he did. Your faith is complete by what you do. Now you can jump and shout and sing up in here every Sunday morning. But when the lights are off and church is over, if you can't stand on what you just shouted about, it's sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. You've got to stand with one foot in the devil's territory. And you've got to stand when haters are all around you and say, I trust God even when I don't see him. When I don't know how I'm going to make it work, Lord, I still serve you. You've got to follow God's instructions when you don't even understand them. Oh, Abraham was God's friend because Abraham's faith was made complete by what Abraham did. When God says go, Abraham says, I'm on my way. He didn't ask for an explanation. He didn't need God to explain to him every step of the way. Some of you are on a faith journey that you want God to give you instructions for every step. And God says, sometimes you've got to trust me. When I say go over there, you don't ask me what's over there. You just say, all right, Lord, I'm on my way. God says, praise me right now for the victory. You don't say, when is the victory coming, Lord? But you say, Lord, I'll praise you. You begin to declare and decree a thing that has not even yet been manifested. You begin to prepare to be a father of many nations while you're yet barren. You begin to trust that God is able when it doesn't seem like Things are working out in your life. You declare, I am healed, even if a body never recovers. And even if they roll your loved one down this aisle, you say, better to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, that God is still able. Faith supersedes every situation. That's when you know God is your friend. When you can declare a thing and folk look at you like you're crazy. Bad credit, no money. And yet declare, my family and I will get a home one day. Folks say, how are you going to do it? I don't know how I'm going to do it. But one day it's going to happen. I will get a better job one day. Why? Because God is on my side. When folk laugh up in your face, you've got to declare the God I serve. is able put your faith to the test and do what you believe stand on what you believe walk up to your drug addicted children and call them mighty men and women a favor lay hands on them and say great man and woman of God don't tell me what God can't do I declared and decreed 
over my sons when the devil said it'll never happen. And I told the devil, you are a liar. Too many knees have been bowed on their behalf. I've prayed too hard to God for God not to make a way out of no way and speak what you believe. I wish I had a witness in here. How many of you are on a faith journey? I can't see it, Pastor, but I believe that God is already working it out. Next time you see your son and daughter, call them an evangelist. Call them a mighty missionary. Call them a mighty man of God. Let them look at you like you're crazy and say, baby, I'm not talking about your present condition. I'm talking about your future situation because the God I God is able. I feel like preaching. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, even when you don't see it, you've got to believe it. Faith is putting your actions behind your faith. Sow your seed when you don't know where it's coming from. Because in order to get a harvest, you got to put it in the ground. Root said it this morning. And God's got to shower rain on what you put on the ground. You've got to believe that God is able. And God told me you're a mighty woman of real estate, Keisha. And God says when one door closed, ten more are about to open. Y'all excuse me. I feel a prophetic anointing in here this morning. God told me somebody on this side of the church, God is about to turn your life around. And that job you applied for, that turn you down, they're going to call you back this week. Y'all excuse me. I feel the anointing. God says, say it down. Put it in the atmosphere. Put it in the atmosphere. Somebody's finances are about to get turned around. Somebody's marriage is about to be. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Somebody said, do it, Lord. I believe that God is able. You call me friend. Because I trust and never doubt that you will always bring me out. And when the devil says no, get ready, get ready, get ready. Do me a favor, cross the aisles, touch somebody, and say, neighbor, before this year is over, you're going to celebrate the favor of God on your life. Favor is about to track you down. Favor is about to take over your life. Favor is about to change your situation. Favor is about to heal your body. Where are my praises? Where are my praises? Put a praise on it. Put a praise on it. I know Francis ain't here. Somebody grab that mic. And we're going to put a praise on it. Come on, Kristen. Come on, Chevelle. Put a praise on it. God told me to change There's this message. There's a miracle message. in this room. There's a miracle in this room. With your name on it. There's a healing in this room. And it's here for me. There's a breakthrough.
praise on what you can't see. Put a praise on what you can't see. Yeah, 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 yeah. at this altar. There's Come a on. healing in this room. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about to happen right now. There's a breakthrough. It's about to happen. There's a breakthrough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, so 
those hands all over this place. Listen. For some reason, God changed this message. God told me, close your tablet and begin to speak as I speak to you. There's a prophetic anointing in this building telling you what God told me. God said, there are some people in here that if God was to tell you what will happen to you before this year is over, you wouldn't even believe it because it makes no logical sense. But look at somebody and say, favor makes no sense. God gives you stuff you never thought you could have. Favor makes no sense. He allows a 100-year-old man to be a father of a child. Favor makes no sense. But you've got to trust that God would do just what he said he would do. You all know that song? God would do just what he said he would do. And, and I don't care what anybody else says. I need you to know that he would do just what he said he would do. Won't he do it? Some of you are struggling now, going through some things. But God is able to do what he said he would do. God is able to do just what he said. He will do. He's going to fulfill every promise This is for somebody this morning. Yes. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. Somebody, put your arms around your shoulders. He fulfilled every promise to you. Don't give up. question the promises of God. We want you to know that God would do just what he said he would do. Abraham had to trust him when he didn't see what God was up to. He had to somehow believe that God will do it. And he did. I'm here to tell you, no matter what you're going through, God will be right there by your side. He called Abraham his friend because Abraham's faith never wavered. He called Abraham his friend because Abraham was faithful even during difficult times. He called Abraham his friend because Abraham allow the favor of God 
to work through his life. God says, I'll be there with you, but you've got to believe that I'm able. Now listen, some of you are in between decisions, trying to decide the next step. The next step has already been told to you. God says, step out on faith. Commit to he who is greater than you. Commit to someone that's greater than any earthly relationship. Commit to someone who is closer than any brother would ever be. That's your friend. That's God. That's the God that is able. Close those eyes, arms around somebody's shoulders. After this prayer, some of you, you know who I'm talking to because God has been talking to you. God said, this is the day. This is the Sunday. I need you to trust me because I'm able. I will do in 2017 what you tried to do for yourself in 2016. That's for me. God says, when, when you give up trying, put your faith in me. I'll do it when no other power can do it. I, I, I'll, I'll turn things around. I'll be right there for you. When the enemy comes to discourage you, I'll lift your head up. I'll dry your tears up. And I'll tell you the best is still yet to come because God is able. Lord, we thank you for this this service. We thank you for the direction of this service. Thank you for allowing us to be obedient to your direction. Somebody in here this morning needed to know that when earthly friends let them down, you are able to be a friend that's closer than any other friend. Somebody in here needs to know when earthly relationships fall apart, (laughs) you'll be right there by their side. We say thank you. We know that you're able to do it. Now bless in a special way someone right now viewing by way of internet. We send this prophetic anointing through the airways and say touch them right now tell somebody who is very close to giving up to hold on just a little while longer situation is going to change before the week is over I hear you Lord you said to me that before the week is over somebody's situation is going to change We receive that word. We receive it by faith. We we don't see any evidence, but we know that you're able to do it. And we say thank you in advance for what you have already done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Those that know it is so said amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say he's able to do it. If you want to make that decision, come on. If you want to join the church today, you want to recommit your life to the Lord. You want to recommit your life to the Lord. Come stand. Come on. I'll wait right here at this altar for you. Come on. Walk down those aisles. God God is saying this is the day. This is the day God is calling you. Come on. You've got to trust God by faith right now. Somebody walk out by faith. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Come on. Somebody else. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. God's going to do just what he said. Somebody else walk down my faith. 
Somebody know God can change your situation around. If you know that God can change your situation around, this is your day. You have to have the faith. Come on, by faith. By faith. By faith. Somebody, God is calling you right now. God is able. I don't care what you're going through. God can change your situation. God can turn it around. Anyone else? Clap those hands again. Anyone else? God? You want to make that commitment? You are bold enough. Here I am, Lord. Step out by faith. If God is calling you today, clap those hands and give God some praise. who else ever hurt you really doesn't matter because God is the ultimate friend. Amen someone. He called Abraham friend. Text says because he believed in God. Anybody believe that God is able to do it? Amen. As you lift those hands for the benediction we invite you back on Tuesday night and we will attempt to finish what we did not finish today. Share with you three key observations to take away from this message. Do that on Tuesday night as you lift those hands to the Lord. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this service. Thank you for the test of faith. Thank you for reminding us that although we want your favor on our life, you've reminded us that our faith must be put to the test. One of the things that you will see if we're able to do and that is to trust you by faith to remain faithful despite our situation and if so like Abraham you will call us friend and we say thank you now may the grace of God sweet communion of this Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us now tomorrow and forevermore those that know that God is able, God would do what he said he would do. Said amen. Amen. Encourage somebody as you leave. Tell them God is able. Ooh. God bless you.